Welcome back, everybody. This is Points and Doinks, episode number 12, going into week 10 in the NFL. I'm here, Travis, uh, your lovely host, as always, with uh, Cheese and Tyler. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. Doing great. We got the hostess with the mostest over here. I'm do- I'm do- I feel better now that I just nailed that with the- without any issues. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it's been a while, but yes. Now... Just so we're clear, I do have a puppy next to me, so if shit goes wrong, just keep it going, okay? Oh, show Cheese. I don't think Cheese has seen it yet. I have seen the puppy. Oh, he's seen the puppy. Never mind. It's on the ground. I can't. I got all my wires coming out of my laptop. I really can't show you. All it, I mean, you could have just reached over, grabbed it, picked it up. No, I don't want to wake it up. Ah, bad idea. Uh, yeah, so uh, real quick, right off the top here. I just mentioned this in one of our other leagues. Tyler's in this league, the Sons of Fanarchy League with Johnny Roca. Thanks for being a loyal listener. He just called out and, again, is looking for advice on what to do for the punishments for the biggest loser. So I want to run you. I commented an idea. I don't know if Tyler saw it yet. I did not. So nobody has responded yet, so I'll tell you guys, and you can respond to this. So my idea was, since you know, learn. Usually we go out and hold a sign in public and make like a basically like a walk of shame. This one I said that the loser should have to post a story about a made up time with a dominatrix or whatever a made up story in general that is written by the rest of the league, and they cannot defend the post one. And they cannot delete it for at least a month. What do you think? How do, how do you think that goes? I think that's a great way to go get around. Because like you said, you know, usually if it was pre-COVID or if there was no COVID, we'd be out doing something embarrassing in public. I think there's a good way to do it, to go about it. I'll be honest. I was half paying attention. So you have to you have to post a fake time you were with the dominatrix just for so everyone to see. So, just a so fake, basically, a fake so, story. So so if me and you did a bet, and I would challenge this to you, what I would say is, if you lost, I would say, okay, here's your story, and this is probably verbatim what you would say. You would say, I would probably start it with. So one time I was getting pissed in my mouth by a dominatrix in Sa- in San Francisco and then blah, 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 however long you want the story to go. And then you have to leave it on your Facebook, not defend it and not delete it for a month. That's okay. Yeah. it's pretty, Tattoos. I mean, always a go-to. <laughs> That's <laughs> tough, guy. dude. That's well, tough. Somebody, somebody's afraid. I don't care. That's, that's, that's for life. That's for life right there, dude. Yeah, well, I'm going to screenshot that Facebook story. That's going to be for life. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Like, <laughs> that's something you could just laugh laugh off, you know? You could laugh off a tattoo. If you get yeah. it, like, if you get it, like, on your ankle and you wear socks all the time or, like, underneath by your armpit, nobody hardly sees those areas regardless. Yeah, no, but I feel like... Big rib you- piece. <laughs> I feel like you're you're gonna get more people in on doing the Facebook post than than a full tattoo. Of course, always, always. It's gonna be it's gonna be I, easy. I I've already seen one person this year back out on a tattoo. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyways, let's get into it. Um, so this week was real difficult for me. So trying to find waivers and stuff like that. Uh, did you guys pick any waiver ideas up first and foremost? 
Of course, you know, always come prepared. Yeah. Well, you got so, Gs. Why don't you start it off the Gs? So with David Johnson possibly out with concussion is very preliminary. We don't exactly know because he has to go through the protocols. But I think the top ad of the week would be Duke Johnson from the Houston Texans. Uh, This is obviously more of a a preliminary, you know, cautious pickup. He's not going to just go in there and get you a lot of points if David Johnson isn't there. But if David Johnson's out, he definitely has a lot of upside. And with Christian McCaffrey possibly being out, Mike Davis available in like 30% of ESPN League. So, you know, most people did keep him, but maybe there are some idiots that did drop him, and he's definitely worth a pickup. So on that same vein, because we're talking about guys who are uh, – Duke Johnson was one of my guys. He's only owned in 15% of leagues. And, I mean, it's a favorable matchup with Cleveland, I think. Uh, but like you said, it's only if David Johnson stays out. Uh, the other one is Wayne Gallman for the New York Giants. He's got that same situation. We don't know if Devontae Freeman is for sure going to be out this week. But if he is out this week, I think Wade Goldman needs to be picked up in a favorable matchup against Philly, and he's owned in 27% of leagues. I, I even like Wayne Goldman, even if Devontae Freeman does play. I mean, he got, I think, 18, 18 or 19 of the uh, carries last week, and he performed very well. I think he went for like 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, so I could definitely see – we've seen more – uh, production out of him and last week than we've seen out of Devonte Freeman in the first two weeks. And I could even see Wayne Goldman starting to get more and more touches and even eventually just taking that backfield, uh, taking the, the lead back role. Yeah, I agree. Wayne Goldman, I think has been probably the most productive back out of uh, New York this year, but well, besides Devon- when Saquon was there, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Who's Saquon? I mean, he just got injured. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? But uh Yeah. I mean, I think Wayne Gallman is definitely a viable pickup. I think another one is J.D. McKissick for the Washington football team. He's the preliminary catching pass, passing down back over there. So even if anything happens to Antonio Gibson, he's definitely worth a pickup. But I think on his own, with Washington more than likely going to be behind in some games, having to throw the ball, and with Alex Smith, who likes to dump the ball off, I think J.D. McKissick definitely is worth a, a pickup. He's had a he's had a very solid floor throughout the entire season. I don't think he's posted less than like ten point ten fantasy points in uh, in ESPN league. So he's he's definitely a consistent consistency type guy. Uh, wide receivers, I got uh, Nelson Aguilar back on the list. Tyler had brought him up the last time before the before the Cleveland game two weeks ago. The unfortunate part was that game was just in the fucking grovel or whatever the grovel dude yeah and so uh he got another touchdown this past weekend correct Uh, yes he did yeah so besides the the severely inclement weather it seems that he's going to be a guy who's targeted in the red zone for the raiders so nelson aguilar and he's only owned in 15 percent of leagues um, I got Darnell Mooney. I know he's a, uh, out of Chicago. I know Chicago's uh, offense can be a little bit questionable, but the past uh, two or three weeks, he's had 10-plus targets. And if anybody's going to be getting the ball 10 times, they're bound to get a good amount of catches and a good amount of yards. So that would be somebody I would pick up and stash and see exactly how, uh, how Chicago is going to keep using him from here on out. Continuing with the wide receivers, I got Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots. We saw him yesterday. Uh, He went off 12 catches for 169 yards. And with Julian Edelman out and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different issues with that Patriots uh, receiving core, if he 
ends up being the top guy. I know the Patriots offense isn't really setting things on fire, but if he's really the only passing option, he's definitely uh, worthwhile to pick up. The only issue I'm going to point out with that is they're facing the Ravens this week. They got so a tough matchup ahead. A, yeah, I mean, if if you got room, you got room, and you want to see what they do with him going further, he's not going to be a start this week, but still a good maybe later look at. Um, you got any, you guys got any quarterback ideas? I mean, let's see. It is kind of a rough week because you got Patrick Mahomes and you got Matt Ryan out. Yeah. But uh, Phillip Rivers, he's starting on Thursday against the Tennessee Titans. Not exactly the same. I, I, I know Travis is shaking his head. I'm not in love with this pick, but it is one of those where Tennessee kind of has a weaker defense. They can be had if you're really desperate or just trying to find someone to fill in for Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a guy. And then also Drew Locke. He's kind of yeah. also in that uh, Gardner Minshew type to where he might not light it up in the first half, but his team's going to be behind in the second half. He's got to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, and they got a tough defense with a Ra- or a, a easier matchup with a not-so-good Ra- Raiders secondary. And we just saw that um, uh, what's-his-name just, just lit him up from the Chargers. What's-his-name, Trev? Can't remember. Justin Herbert. Air Bear. What were you doing with your hands over there? I'm, it's just it's just the things you're saying are completely just – I'm on the complete other side of this. I got the Raiders' defense as a streaming option. I think they'd step it up this week against Denver. Um, it's a, it's a, a divisional matchup, so they're going to dial up the best sort of defense. So I don't think that Drew Locke is a good option. And I was – and cheese, we need to go back to the well with what we said at the beginning. Now's the time we go back to the Danny Dimes well. He's facing off against Philly this week. Favorable matchup. They're starting to get a little bit working. They're staying in these games. I think we'll have a good week this week. I guess I need to get back on the Danny Dimes train. I I jumped off. I was very high on him early in the year, but... uh... But hey, me too, pal. Actually, actually, you guys need to stay the fuck off the Danny Dimes train so that he could keep performing well. Because it seemed like he was performing like shit when you guys were I was on that train. My fat ass was weighing the train down. You, you, God, you fat, you fat sons of bitches. Um. All right. So, do you guys have any other waiver options this week? Shout I out mean, Kalen Bellage from where the fuck have these people gone? He's on the Los Angeles Chargers now. Justin Jackson might be gone. Who knows what's going on with him? But uh, Kalen Bellage, a nice stack because Josh Kelly isn't doing so hot because, you know, they're going to have a one-two punch over there. And if Justin Jackson's out, Kalen Bellage definitely did step up against the Raiders last week. Yeah, those these fucking assholes over there, the fucking Chargers backfield, s- screwing me over. I have no idea what the fuck's going on anymore. Well, Justin Jackson got injured on the first on the first play of the game against the Raiders. Uh, first, first snap, uh, he has a, a leg injury. It holds him out for the rest of the game. Kalen Bellage comes in and looks... Looks pretty good. He's getting all the touches that uh, Justin Jackson should have been getting, and uh, it's, it's he, not he, even just it, it's not even just this week though, Ty. It's it's oh no, I know. After a week, I'm having to fight. It's like the whole Traquan Smith deal all over again. Yeah, it's like having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin when they're when they're doing opposing weeks, and you never start to write one. I just I keep getting, and the the bad part is I got Austin Eckler who's just sitting injured on my bench. Yeah, he's supposed to be coming back here. He was eligible to return from IR last week, but they said they were going to keep him out probably another week or two. So uh, could could be coming back as soon as this week, but yeah. 
I just hope that during this whole situation, I don't get screwed out of being in the playoffs because if Austin Eckler's in, I'm a playoff team. Oh, but absolutely. I have to fucking deal with these people. This shit. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I agree. Anyways, my, my, team, my team looks good when CMC's back and then, you know, he gets injured. So that's, you know, he gets re-injured. That's fun. And Austin Eckler on the same team. Those Both of those guys. Uh, all right. I'm doing just uh, fine. Injuries aren't really an issue for me. Yeah, eat my asshole. Uh, some headlines. Uh, I don't have too much, but I want to talk about what's going on with the Colts offense. Uh, it seems to be that anytime they play a good team, those players that you may have spent some draft stock on are not really going to pan out. What do you guys, what do you guys tend to think on that subject? I don't think you're starting anybody from the Colts, honestly, other than Phillip rivers as a streaming option uh, against well, it, a, in a favorable it, matchup, but when they're, yeah, when they're playing favorable, when they're playing matchups and teams below 500, they look good and everybody's yeah. pretty relevant. But other when they play a good team, it's like fucking blow the thing up, right? Yeah, but even even when they are playing a bad team, I wouldn't go as far as saying fantasy relevant. Phillip Rivers likes to spread the ball a lot, and we're seeing kind of a new age thing with the Colts running back room to where it's it's – you're you're utilizing their three guys as much as possible. It's kind of like what we're seeing with the Ravens, with uh, when Mark Ingram's healthy. You're seeing all three guys get a lot of touches, and then they run hot hand from there. And it's very hard to quest. It's hard to keep up and get the right guy going. So uh, I would just stay away completely from the Colts. Yeah, I don't think the Colts really have any viable options in terms of starters. Uh, wide receivers staying away from. They got too many tight ends and too many running backs. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry. Tyler, but uh, he's been one of the disappointments of the year thus far. And we thought with Marlon Mack going down that, you know, Jonathan Taylor would take over and be the guy. And then that really just hasn't happened. It's not like he's not getting any touches. He's getting a healthy, healthy dose, but he's just not getting Naheem Naheem Hines is uh, snaking him. And well, Naheem Hines is getting a lot of the uh, passing work. He's yeah. getting a lot of the passing work. I wouldn't and be shocked if Jordan Wilkins takes over this job. Jordan Wil- yeah, Jordan Wilkins has been coming in, and he looked good the last couple weeks where Jonathan Taylor's been – he had an injury last week, and then he fumbled the – or injury two weeks ago, then he fumbled the ball this past weekend, and he's just kind of on a downward stumble, and he can't get out of his own way. And Kyle Allen goes down, forcing Alex Smith in. What do we think is going on with the football team and their quarterbacks? Do you think we see uh, Dwayne Haskins again? I think the Dwayne Haskins ship has sailed. Yeah. As I said, I JD McKissick, I kind of like uh, Alex Smith. I think he, you know, he's he's accurate. He's a veteran. He knows what he's going to do. He's not going to give you the the running ability, but you know, we, we have seen in the past before the leg injury that he could run some. But I think uh, he's a good veteran presence. You're, you weren't going to start any quarterback anyways, but if you're really desperate to quarterback league, something like that, it's something to look out for matchup dependent, matchup dependent. Yeah. Once he starts getting comfortable back there and, and getting uh, used to, to playing football again, I think he's going to be a decent option, you know, uh, could, could be, and he could make their, their uh, fantasy stars relevant. I mean, we just saw scary Terry, had a very good game after Kyle Allen went down. He was having a good day, good day when Kyle, Kyle Allen was there, but I think Alex Smith didn't slow him down much. But we did see that uptick in JD McKissick work, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, both times Alex Smith played, he came in because of injury, so he wasn't practicing with the first team. So now exactly. that he's going to be the starter, get that week of practice in, maybe that means it's going to be even better. Yep. 
Uh, kind of along the same lines we were talking about with the Colts, but what do we what what is going on with Tampa Bay? Uh, Tampa Bay, they got so many people over there, and last week they got absolutely shut out by the fucking uh, New Orleans Saints. So, do we see that continuing? Do we see the? It's very confusing and enlightens some people here. What do you guys think? I don't think it's going to continue to where they're going to be. You know, their offense isn't going to look that good, but. I think they're big guy, you know, Mike Evans, you're not going to expect the big, big games out of him anymore. Chris Godwin's going to get an, uh, uh, a down tick in, in work. And Antonio Brown, we saw, didn't really get, he got a few deep targets, but didn't get very much, but it seems like they're spreading the ball out a lot. So it's going to be tough to hit on which guy is going to be good for the week. Antonio Brown, I think it had five targets. Something along that line. I think the Buccaneers offense as a whole will be fine. But I think from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be a little weird because there are so many options over there. So you kind of pick and choose your spots. Mike Evans and Gronk are kind of the goal line people they're looking for. The running backs, we've talked about it a bunch. They're both, you know, sometimes they'll go with Rojo. Sometimes they'll go with Leonard Fournette a bunch. So it's just, it's kind of pick your poison. I think the only safe bet in that uh, offense right now is Tom Brady. Yeah. It's almost like, um, like we're not much anybody could say except for fucking if you're gonna play one of these guys good luck and we hope to bless you but uh i definitely think uh after this next game we're gonna see really if antonio brown but i assume that the next game he's gonna get a lot more targets he obviously didn't have get enough time with the offense last week to learn and be in there and more productive. So next week they're going to give him a heavy load. If he takes it and runs with it good, we could see the fucking end of, of this Mike Evans, Chris Godwin being, you know, five, six, third, fourth best receivers in the league. Fantasy wise. Uh, It's, it's a, yeah, it's a real joke. RIP Gronk's work. Hate to see it. Oh, Gronk will always get it. Come on now. That's not, that's, what did he get last? I don't think he got very much in this past week. Yeah, but that was um, that was due to the matchups. They yeah. had a good linebacker on him. I forget the linebacker's name from New Orleans, but covers him well. Oh, all right. And then last little piece. Oh, the Jets actually had some fit fantasy relevancy with uh, Jamison Crowder and Brashard Perriman. What do you guys think? Do you think that continues? Because I say no, the fuck it doesn't. Jamison Crowder always has fantasy fantasy relevancy. No, he doesn't. Cheese? Well, I got to sit here and say, when Jamison Crowder is on the field, Jamison Crowder performs. And he scored a touchdown yesterday, but that was kind of a down week. He only got two targets, two catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. But for the most part, he's uh, you know, a target machine. So I, I think he's he came off the injury, so I think he's gonna he was you know worked in a little less than what he normally is. But I think with Perriman coming in, and pairing him up with uh, Jameson Crowder. I think the Jets, I mean, they look good last yesterday. It was against the the New England Patriots. But shout out to the Jets. I needed them to play both good defense and good offense, and they did it. And they even found a way to lose, which gave me the right prediction because I said the Patriots are going to win this game. So shout out to the Jets. They're my favorite football team from last week. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, so that's all I got for uh, for the recap, unless you guys got anything you want to run by. No, I'm good. Get into uh, next week's talk about yeah, this get upcoming it, week. Let's get into the oncoming week, which I finally get to host. I was supposed to host finally. last week, but somebody was out with the simps, but it's okay. 
Thursday night matchup, we have the Colts taking on the Titans. We've already talked about the Colts a little bit. The Titans, they're uh, continuing to roll. What are you guys looking forward in this matchup? So this is what I'm talking about with the Colts not not having any relevancy when they're playing a good team. They're going at to Tennessee to face the Titans. I think they're going to dial up something good for the Colts, and I think the Colts don't have any fantasy relevancy. I expect this to be a huge game on the ground, like always, for um, – holy shit. Eric Henry. <laughs> I just blinked on his name. Jesus Tractor Christ. Tractor yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for that. Derek Henry. Like uh, Last week was kind of down, but that was against uh, – who did they play last week? Steelers? No, that was two weeks ago. Who did they play last week? I don't think Tennessee did. Tennessee play this past week. The Titans know. played the. I can't remember. It. Nope. Someone got a text message. I'm losing it. They played the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. I knew it was a good defense. Yeah, the Bears shut him down, but he should return to form. Sorry. Um. See, this is where I don't think Tennessee's defense has been what they were uh, early in the season and even last year. Um, so I see Phillip Rivers having a decent game, like she said, being a good viable streaming option. And uh, A.J. Brown had a good game against Chicago last week. I could see him having a repeat performance. Agreed. The Houston Texans travel to Cleveland to take the Browns. Uh, both these teams normally do well against terrible teams, and each of these teams are kind of terrible teams. So, Tyler, what are you looking forward to in this matchup? Oh, man, this is tough. Baker Mayfield was put onto the COVID-19 list, and so I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like for Cleveland. I, I, I heard a little bit today, if you want me to fill you in. Go for it, pal. So sometime on Friday or Saturday, I think is what they said. He had a close contact uh, that they found out due to uh, tracing yeah. with somebody who had COVID. He's never had a positive test so far. So all indications say he'll be back to practice on, I think, Thursday or Friday, and he should be good to go this week. Well, hopefully, hopefully, as we saw with uh, Matt Stafford, he has to test uh, negative for like four straight days or so so hopefully he keeps testing negative but still we kind of saw it with Detroit with with you know their quarterback being out for so long uh, it could be tough to get him acclimated into the game and I mean Jarvis Landry again OBJ has gone but they could be getting Nick Chubb back so that run game look for a solid run game for Houston you mean for Cleveland I mean against Houston yeah yeah, no problem. That's what I was going to mention was uh, I was going to ask and see if Chubb was back this week. Even if he's like partially, if he may show up, we're still, I mean, they still have cream hunt. So I expect them to try and keep the ball on the ground and control time of possession. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that the Texans would try and get the ball away from just Will Fuller, get it to uh, Brandon Cooks more. And they did that. He had a big week last week. So I expect them to keep hitting. Who's the third guy over there? I keep missing. He was a uh, guy Randall from Cobb. Green Bay, right? Randall Cobb. One of those. One of those two gay guys will have a good day. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Easy, pal. Sorry, didn't mean to uh, call him that. <laughs> a football team from Washington goes to Detroit to take on the Lions. Matthew Stafford went out with a concussion last week, but he was cleared post game, so he should be able to play in this game as we talked about Alex Smith getting the start first time 
What are you guys looking for, Travis? Uh, this is such a hard one because I don't know if this is going to be two teams picking on their defenses or two offenses being lackluster. I've, yeah, it's, I've, it's tough. I've, yeah, I do I like don't. I do like Washington's defense just because I know that Detroit's offensive line is lackluster and uh, Washington's defensive line has been uh, a top 10 defensive line all year. So I could see them getting to the quarterback and getting to Stafford early, uh, kind of throwing off the passing game for, for Detroit. I think Matt Stafford will try and keep the ball in the middle of the field, uh, but still try and throw it. So TJ Hawkinson, I think is a good one to look up to in this matchup. Do we know if Kenny Galladay is going to be back for this game? I know he missed last week. so not for sure yet if he's going to be back or not. Yeah, that's that's a key. If Kenny Galladay is back, then I can see that that, uh, passing game really opening up for Detroit. But if not, it's going to be tough for him. Yeah, I don't think it's looking good for Kenny Galladay. Didn't practice at all last week, so that's not a good sign for him playing this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Try to get back on track against the Carolina Panthers who played the Kansas City Chiefs tough. So we talked about the uh, Tampa Bay offense a little bit. Tyler, what are you looking maybe from the Carolina Panthers with CMC, possibly with the nagging shoulder injury? So we saw with uh, when with CMC back that it seemed like their the amount of targets going around for the passing game seemed to dwindle. It looked like Curtis Samuel was getting a lot more targets than DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson was still kind of leading the pack, but overall CMC was that lead receiver and rusher for the team. So if CMC's back, I'd look for much of the same. Uh, but if it is Mike Davis, I would look to them to be throwing the ball a little bit more. I know Mike Davis, we saw earlier in the year showed kind of CMC like qualities, but as of lately, with CMC's when he when CMC started to get his way back, we saw Mike Davis production kind of slip away from him, and I think that's just a, a fact of Mike Davis not ever getting this much work. And I can see much much of the same coming out of him as well of kind of slipping and sliding. Uh, the Buccaneers they're going to try and get back in this game to using the run game a little more. The Saints. Had a, have a much better run defense than obviously the Panthers do. Their defense is uh, pretty trash. So I expect the Buccaneers, they're still going to throw the ball. They're still going to air it out like like you expect them to do, but they're going to get the running game going a little bit more than they have in past weeks. All right, we have a lovely NFC East matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York football Giants. Travis, not the best matchup in the world, but... Danny Dimes. Viable options here. Danny Dimes, for sure. I'm going back to the well. Danny Dimes, we already talked about Wayne Gallman. Um, I don't know what to make out of the Giants' receiving core, so I would kind of stay away. And the Eagles, I think they got to get back to the basics, and they got to get Travis Fulgham going, for sure, if they want to be, you know. but They're at the top of the division, but it, three, four, and one, you shouldn't be. So they need to play better football, and I think that starts with getting the ball into your playmaker's hands. Play better football. That's a lot to ask for the NFC East over there. Um, I know Sterling Shepard has gotten, like, at least eight targets in each of the last three games that he's played. So if there's anybody you're going to start out of that that wide receiver core, I would say him and even Evan Ingram at tight end. 
He's a little he's a little iffy. He's been known to drop the ball, but I think he has a good matchup going against the Eagles. And like Travis said, get Travis Fulgham going. You have Dallas Goddard back after he was on IR for a long time, had a short week of practice last last time they played, but they had the bye week. So I think they're going to be able to get Dallas Goddard back into the mix. I don't know what's happening with their running backs, if Miles Sanders is going to be available. But if so, Miles Sanders is even a good play for them with the not-so-good Giants defense. Excuse me. Perfectly that was, said, that was that was perfectly hot, said for this NFC East matchup. Uh, Jake Letton and the Jacksonville Jaguars go go to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Tyler is Jake Letton the answer, and is there anybody you're starting for the Jaguars? Jake Letton looked very very good this past week against Houston, but after but going in to play Green Bay, there's nobody. I mean. DJ Chark had a very, very nice game against uh, against Houston in that bad secondary, but now he's going to get shoved, uh, shadowed by one of the best corners in the game with Jair Alexander, and he's going to have nobody to pass to. LaVisca Chenault still kind of banged up. Uh, I think the only person I'm starting out of Jacksonville is maybe of uh, James Robinson, just, just based on volume and hoping that he stumbles into the end zone. And then on Green Bay – Aaron Jones is going to be back. You're going to start Aaron Jones. You're going to start Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to start Devontae Adams. And that's, I mean, that's that's the only people you need to start because those are the guys who produce week in and week out for them. Couldn't have said it any better. Are you looking, since this could be a lopsided matchup for maybe, uh, you know, Valdez Scantling or somebody else on, on Green Bay? I, I wouldn't risk it. That's so, yeah. That's so, MVS is, MVS, if you need – I would say he's an he's a flex option for you if you can pick him up or if you already have him rostered and you need a big play uh, a big game to win this because he's banger bust for real yeah yeah so if it's if it's a tight projected matchup and you think you're gonna need every little point you can then you don't want that's not your guy but if you need if you need you know a big game from somebody in order to win this matchup you think you got to go with him. All right, we got a game that possibly could be a shootout. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Both these teams last week put up a bunch of points. So a lot of good, viable starters here. Travis. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, both quarterbacks both, both quarterbacks are uh, rostered by me, and they've basically been set it and forget it, guys, besides their bye week. And I think one week I – started cam newton over josh allen but that was because cam was playing the seahawks like everybody tears up the seahawks but the quarterbacks are gonna have a great day here i can't say much for everybody else on the field but you know how they seem to spread the ball quite a bit so um oh but zach um zach what's his name zach moss Moss, thank you so much he seems to be taking over uh as the lead backer in buffalo that was one thing I forgot to mention. We, me and she's talked about it a little bit last week during our waiver wire pickup. So if you listen to that, you had a pretty good week. Yeah. Zach Moss is looking to get more touches away from Devin Singletary and kind of enforcing the fact that he should be the lead back over and over there. Uh, I like John Brown for wide receiver. He got, I think 10 targets last week after coming off an injury. We saw Cole Beasley the week before was kind of that guy and, if if Arizona can cover Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen's gonna look John Brown's way. 
and even Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, who's had, I think like three touchdowns in the last two weeks or something like that. He's become kind of like an MVS type type thing where if you need a big boom, he could bring a big, big boom. It's so tricky with these teams here because the bills defense is, is pretty good for the most part. They do. They are on the field a lot. So they are tired. They do give up points and the Cardinals have some good schemes, not necessarily a good defense on paper, (laughs) but they have really good schemes. So this ball on the offensive side for either team could literally go anywhere. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, great coach. I'll just throw out Chase Edmonds. We were talking him up last week, and then he was all right. So hopefully he gets a little bit better this week. Uh, we got a fun rookie matchup with the Chargers taking on the Miami Dolphins. After Tua didn't do too much week one, comes back and just lights it up in the second week. So kind of hard to uh, gauge which one we're going to get here or which one we're going to get in the future. But, uh, Tyler, what are you looking for in this game? I think Tua is going to be just fine. We've seen that the Chargers uh, defense can be taken advantage of. He looked pretty good last week, and I think he's only going to improve off of that. Um, and then, the, uh, of course, on the Chargers side of the ball, you're going to be starting um, Air Bear. Yeah, I think uh, Mike Williams needs to be a start. Uh, not as like wide receiver one, but flex flex for sure. Mike Williams uh, every week seems to go bigger and bigger, and they're covering up Keenan Allen good. So, you know, got to get the next best option. And when the safety gets pulled to Keenan Allen's side because he's so good at running his route, Mike Williams will just fucking beat you downfield every time. And don't sleep on that Dolphins defense. We've seen they've been able to take advantage on – they're getting a lot of interceptions. They're getting a lot of sacks. And I think they could take advantage of a rookie quarterback with Justin Herbert and uh, might be able to get a defensive touchdown. They've done it in the last two games. All right. Staying with the AFC West, the Denver Broncos take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Travis, what do you uh, what do you see in the in the West here? Um, sorry. Hold up. Uh, you should. The, well, what did I say earlier? Raiders defense, I think, is going to have a big day at home. I think they're going to uh, dial up good against the Broncos here. Nelson Aguilar, I think, it continues his streak. Of the touchdowns minus the Cleveland game, uh, mm, the Broncos. I, I, Melvin Gordon at this point, you you have to. He's one of those guys who have to wait until we got to wait until he comes back and shows you again before he enters your starting lineup, basically, because they have gone away from away from him severely since the DUI. I think if there's any, if you're going to, if you have to start a Denver running back, I see Philip Lindsay having a great day. We just saw, we, and we just talked about how the LA, Char- or, well, yeah, LA Chargers. I thought I messed that one up. How the LA Chargers were able to run the ball very well with Kalen Balage, who has never been able to show very much of anything. And then also Josh Kelly didn't have the best game, but he still looked good. I think that Raiders defense can be taken advantage of on the ground. So Philip Lindsay has, has ran the ball very well. All right. Staying in the West, the Seahawks coming off that uh, bludgeoning from the Buffalo Bills take on the other LA team, the LA Rams coming off of there by Tyler. Do you think the Rams with all their weapons can keep up with the Seahawks? I, I mean, you're going to be starting those. The You're going to be starting Jared Goff. You want those wide receivers. We've seen that the Seahawks secondary has given up big fantasy points to pretty much everybody, quarterback and wide receiver-wise. So I think that 
the Rams offensive weapons should definitely be started on the Seahawks side of the ball. It's going to be a little bit tougher. You're obviously going to start DK. You're going to start Tyler Lockett. Uh, I would be a little bit worried though. I don't know which one's going to get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. And then I believe Chris Carson should be back. So Chris Carson, Carson is definitely getting a start and Russ is going to cook. If I were to guess, if I were to guess, they're probably going to put Ramsey one-on-one with Lockett. That's more of an easier matchup because you definitely need the safety over the top to help with DK because of the the dual threat that he's able. He's just too big. Yeah, we've and we've seen him be able to take out top-level corners as well with when they played New England and he was able to uh, run all over Stephon Gilmore. I think the I think the fact that the, I think they're going to score so many touchdowns in this and maybe a few stops that both these kickers should be started. Gotta there do, we go. Gotta, There's your kickers. Shout out to the kickers. kickers. Your... Shout out to the kickers one, once a week, man. Can you name the kickers for both of these teams? Uh, the LA Rams is Michael Bagley, and then the Seahawks is Elliot Jake Elliott. Okay, I think you are wrong on both of those. The I'm, money bat, the money badger, money badger is on the other team. Yeah, the he's the Los he's Angeles the Chargers. Team. Oh, he's the Chargers guy. And then I have the Rams. I have the uh, Seahawks kicker. Hold up. Uh, I don't see Seattle's is Jason Myers. Jason but, Myers. Um, and then who is who is the Rams kicker? I mean, if you're going to shout them out, we got to know who they are. Great radio here. Hey, we don't do radio. Kai Forbath. Oh, Fairbath. Fairbear? Forbath. Isn't it F-A-I-F-O-R? Oh, I don't know you're, who the fuck you're that thinking, is. Then. You're thinking of Kaimi Fairbairn, the guy yeah, from the all uh, these names. All these names are blending together for me. Travis is losing his mind. Well, we have a divisional matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals coming off of there by taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben has COVID and has two bum knees, so probably weren't starting him anyways, and you're definitely not starting him now, I guess. Ben Ben tested positive for it. He's one of those no, other he's close a, he's a close Vance, contact guy. Okay, Vance right. McDonald, tight end, has is the one who tested positive. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. So he, he think- should he should play. I think if there's any time to start Big Ben, it's when he's coming off of all of these injuries. This is when Big Ben is at his best. Uh, the Steelers play to the competition, and the Bengals have been playing well this season. The Offensively, they've been getting the ball moving. So I expect that this should be a tight game, and I think um, – I, I think in the fourth quarter, we could see a little back and forth with some late touchdowns. I like T. Higgins on the Bengals, of course, Joe Burrow. Um, Steelers, I'm really not sure who, the, who they're going to go to anymore. Yeah, that wide receiver core is very hard to predict. I mean, one week it's Clay, Chase Claypool, the next is Juju, then it's Deontay Johnson, and then God knows who else. I'm, I'm worried about starting Cincinnati – uh, offensive keys just because, because of how good that Steelers defense has been. I mean, they didn't look so hot last week against the, the Dallas Cowboys and Garrett Gilbert for some reason. Yeah, Garrett Gilbert, who came off of the Cleveland practice squad. Hey, AAF superstar Garrett Gilbert to you, pal. Um, but at the same time, you know what I'm going to do? I'm still going to start my my Cincinnati guys. Joe Mixon's going to be playing. Tyler Boyd's going to be playing. And I'm going to be hating myself next week. Would you have got thought in a million years that Garrett Gilbert 
from the from the AAF would get a NFL start before PJ Walker did. Hey, PJ Walker came in for some garbage time. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't get a start. <laughs> That's the thing. Is an NFL start. Oh, hey, just hey, different. You know who else came in for some garbage time? Our king. Yeah, James Winston. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first time I ever go 2-0 when we're doing this podcast, it's the first week it's ever happened, I won both leagues, is the same week Jameis Winston came back and was eating Ws. Yeah. No coincidence. It's, well, speaking of Jameis Winston, Tyler, hell of a Thank team. you. We got Jameis Winston leading the New Orleans Saints against I wish. San Francisco 49ers. This, is, this will be in New Orleans. The 49ers had a rough go at it against the – Green Bay Packers, will it be more of the same, Travis, against the New Orleans Saints? Uh, I I think so, especially because the Saints are a way better defense. I expect the Saints' defense to have a lot of points this week. 49ers can't get the ball rolling in offense, and they're just hurt. I mean, it sucks to say. they, they Last week, they played that Thursday night game against Green Bay, and, like, nobody on the offensive side of the ball – took a snap in that last year's season when they went to the Super Bowl. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but uh, who's that white? Richie James ended up having a very big day. I think he had like nine receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown. But that's why I said yeah. uh, against the Green Bay Packers defense, not a very good defense. The Saints not the best, are good. Yeah. The Saints are a good defense. They should, yeah. be, they should be able to shut down the 49ers, have some takeaways and stuff like that absolutely and i think that offense michael thomas is back and it looks like that offense is starting to click together like i said it would when michael thomas comes back so him alvin Kamara, and drew Brees should should be in for big days this week all right then we move to sunday night football the baltimore ravens taking on the new england patriots travis the baltimore ravens after having a fiery season last year is there besides maybe Lamar Jackson? Is there anybody that you will start with confidence? I actually do like I do like J.K. Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards both in this matchup today. I think they're gonna come out. The Patriots are bad all the way around. They're not gonna try and mess around too much. Lamar Jackson obviously stop, but is obviously a start. But those two guys, even if one of them is like the main back during the front half of the game, they might get so far ahead that the other one starts to take more. I think they'll both end up being very productive. I don't like anybody on the New England side of the ball. I mean, we saw Cam Newton do decent against the Jets, and this is the furthest thing from the Jets. Uh, Damian Harris got banged up in the game. Don't know if he's going to be able to play next week, and it's just there's just not a lot of fantasy uh, options. I got, I, got, I got a fun stat for you. Oh, here we go. Right. I love fun stats. Uh, so do you guys know what Cam Newton's average uh, passing yards are per game, not including against the Seahawks? Average passing yard? I'm going to say it's uh, – is it per throw or per game? Like, no, no, no. What, no. what is the he averaging game, per game? The whole game, what's the average per game, not against the Seahawks? 110. I was going to say 87. Oh, okay. You guys, it's it's 140. Oh, well, 140. Uh, come do on, know, dude. Do you, do you know how many yards he had against the Seahawks? Uh, I believe he threw for like uh, 270. 396 yards. 
<laughs> I that just goes to show you how bad that Seattle secondary it. is. Yeah, I hate to keep pounding it, but I heard that stat on McAfee radio on McAfee radio the other day, and I was like, oh fuck, I gotta I gotta bring that one to the table. That's a good one. Bad boy Travis, you come prepared. And then finally, Monday night, Dalvin Cook takes on the Chicago Bears. So I want to know what you think, Ty, because the Bears slowed down Derrick Henry last week, but nobody seems to be able to stop Dalvin Cook at this point in the season. What do you think is going to happen, Ty? You're not you're not slowing down Dalvin Cook. They're, uh, you guys are right. You're not. This is this is the tractorcito of of the NFL right now. He's a absolute monster. I still like the Bears defense for some takeaways and uh, just the fact that Kirk Cousins is going to be playing a. Uh, probably not the best game, primetime game. We all know how Kirk Cousins performs there. Um, and then the bear, I just, I don't like anybody on the bears. The just Nick Foles is, is running that offense into the ground. Can we do, can we do, uh, I agree with you, but can we do a guess, guess, uh, Kirk Cousins primetime stat line? Uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say he's going to go six for 19 for 73 yards and two interceptions. Uh, that's it. Only six completions. Jeez. Only six completions. Well, like I said, <laughs> but Dalvin cook's line is going to be like, I'm going I'm to write this down. Okay. Yeah. Dalvin cook's line is going to be like 28, t- 28 carries, 140 yards and three touchdowns. All right. Ty, what was, what was your guess there? Six of 19. 78. Hold up. Six for 19. 78 yards, right? And two interceptions. And two interceptions. Cheese, you want to take a guess on this one? I will go. Cheese is going to go with seven of 20 for for 80 yards. (laughs) No, I'm going to say he's going to do decent. I'm going to go 14 for 22, 220 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Well, see, the, gets over 200 yards again. See, the, pro- the problem with that is is I could see that stat line, and that is definitely like a Sunday afternoon stat line for Kirk Cousins. You got to go right. way, out of, way out of the box for Kirk Cousins primetime numbers. All right, my, so my, my stat line for Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to go – I think he's going to go 15 for 17 for 165 yards and one interception. Damn, you think he's gonna complete that many of his passes, huh? Yeah, they're all gonna Avenco. they're all gonna be dump offs. It's that he's not gonna go. He's gonna go down the field maybe once or twice. Well, I'm trying to find trying to find what his uh, stat lines have been. Back to the game we're actually supposed to be talking about. I think the Vikings defense is quite good. I think we were you know railing on them early on in the season, but they've gotten their shit together after coming off the bye. So I think, you know, you kind of looked at the Vikings to be a defense to uh, play against. But now I think, especially with the struggles the Bears have had this season, I think the Vikings possibly could be a good streamable option. I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to definitely agree with you, Cheese. Good advice. I uh, also agree. I, I'm here for something besides just the the Zoom and the recording technology. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about the same game, but once we start talking about weird stat lines like that, I get obsessed with it. I got, I gotta put it out. So, Travis gets a chubby for him. Oh, I love it. It's so great. All right. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about Cheese. this week? Cheese, great trade. Thanks, thanks for DJ Shark last week. Really put me over the edge to beat Hardy. 
thank you for beating Hardy. So now I'm in second place. And you know, right. maybe could crawl the first place. Probably not going to happen, but it's okay. I also just got a trade in, in Johnny Roca's league, the Sons of Fanarchy trade, that I had never accepted a trade so quick, quickly in my life. Uh, I was offered – I got I get DeAndre Hopkins, and he gets DeAndre Swift and Tua Tagovailoa. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, veto that. Yeah, go for it, pal. No, they, I saw shit. I saw that and I'm like, what the fuck? But I, 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 Don G just sent it over to me. I mean, then again, Don G looking for any kind of help. He is zero and nine right now. Uh, I thought my fantasy year was going bad, but shout out Jared who just dropped Amari Cooper and nobody else wanted him. So now, oh my god, I just dude, picked what? up Amari Cooper and nobody else wanted him. So Travis, why didn't you want Amari Cooper? See trash? I didn't even see that. There you Damn, go. But I knew nobody would. I was like, I was like, nobody's gonna see it. Cheese brought it up, and and it was he brought it up to us, to me and Dominic when we were playing picked video games. Win. We picked him up last week or right now on waivers. I think La- it, it was it was right after the waivers went through. Uh, one of one of Jared's waivers move waiver moves was to one of his pick last up, week was um, the drop air Amari uh, Cooper. Yep, he dropped Amari Cooper and he picked up uh, Zach Moss. He picked up Zach Moss, and he didn't even start Zach Moss either. I swear J-Rod listens to this podcast, though. <laughs> he doesn't ben, say I'm, it, but he, every time I look I, I look at the stuff, it's it's that. Okay. All right. Always check, your, always check the recent activity to see who's been dropped, everybody. Always. Uh, yeah, it's a little difficult with four leagues and shit. So. It takes like 20 seconds to just go through and see who people dropped. Yeah. But 20 seconds over four leagues, that's like 80 seconds. It's too much. I'm dumb, too. It takes me longer to read. This is true. The, uh, you the, are spe- dumb. the speech-to-text stuff. Need Siri to tell you what's going on. I don't even know how to do that. So, All right. Well, if, if, if that's it for you guys, that's it for me. Let's get out of here. Okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. Everybody have a good fantasy week.